1: at warn-usa.com And you can listen to our WARN Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com WARN Radio is on the following platforms Amazon Prime Music and Podcast Spreaker Blueberry, iHeartRadio iTunes Stitcher, TuneIn Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. Be sure not to miss the following posts of our in-depth biblical articles and radio shows. On DanaGlynSmith and Warren-USA.com. Technology, building God. Technology, building God. Who or what is your God? On DanaGlynSmith.com. Last day's deception. Ever learning. Lord of the Sabiath vindicated. Coup d'etat Descent America's Foibles, on warn-usa.com, Anti-Christian Persecution, Classic at Warn Radio Series, Faith Accesses Grace Book of Romans, Part 9, on Sound the Shofar, Work of Righteousness, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 82, on Battle Lines. And you don't want to miss the following WIBR Warren radio shows from September 13th through the 15th. Wednesday's Advocacy Show, Revelation, Morocco, On the Front Lines, Laos, Speed the Gospel, Spread the Gospel, Advocacy on Warren Radio. Thursday's Show, Defiled with Blood, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 188, on Battle Lines. And Friday, Kingdom War and the Coming King, War with the Lamb, Part 3, on Sound the Shofar. And be sure to get your copy of The the Rising. (coughs) The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. There's danger and intrigue. Dark forces are plotting. The nation is at risk. Can Mac save the United States? And you can get your copy of the Rising by going to Amazon, Barnes& and Noble, Books a Million, Ingram, and Google Play has the ebook of the Rising. And you can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now, I welcome in the Watchman. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight?
0: Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good.
1: Yeah. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight?
0: I'm doing good. How are you doing?
1: Great. What's going on?
0: Well, we are getting ready to do another portion of uh, Isaiah.
1: Well, that's exciting.
0: We're at 189.
1: That's incredible.
0: 189. Yeah, it is incredible. And... uh, Yep. Here we are, defiled with blood. Yes. You you can't get away from the blood with these nations. No. And, uh, you know, as we go into this, you know, Israel has a different take on on really the end of days and so but they're looking for the Messiah too so this is where people better watch out because there's going to be a lot of people deceived
1: yes there is crying shame
0: yep so at any rate here we are in we're just about through. Well, we're through the hot part of summer. You know, it's hard to believe where we're at. Yes, it is. And uh, we're going into the fall.
1: It's already fall. It's yeah, it it's really cold is cold, and I mean, it's not cold, cold. It's cool.
0: Yeah, definitely different. So uh, we're going to be doing this.
1: Okay, we're in. Serpent root brings us to the worthlessness and deceptive character of a people. The phrases in verse 5 of Isaiah chapter 59 mention the serpent and the eggs which they should nourish of a venomous snake or serpent. Instead of destroying them, these take pains to hatch them. As Albert Barnes says of this, Nothing can more forcibly describe the wicked character and plans of sinners that this language used by the prophet is proposed to reveal. It is a former civil society, a former keeper of the law, those who knew the Lord God, however, a change of heart and the overflow of a worthless and deceptive character, which is the way Kyle and Delish describe this a society that subdues and takes advantage of their own while they describe how righteous they are to keep the law. This reveals consummate evil. Moreover, this also describes America today with its own division and hate-filled society. And now back to you. I'll see you on the other side.
0: Okay. Well, you know... When you really do look at this stuff, if you if you look at it close enough, you can see that sin is universal. And even though Israel had a lot of promises and it was born out of Abraham, you know, they ran into trouble. And, you know, they wound up in a world... Full of uh, nations that did not believe. They had their own gods. And so. When you really get right down to it. And you're in the world. You are in the serpent's territory. And this is uh, Yahshua who came. You know overcame the serpent. Overcame the beast already. But uh, when we look at Revelation. Revelation. The Lord will be back, this time to per- permanently stain the beast, and he will not rise again. So, and this one is, you know, some of this writing here from the prophet, this is really um, stark, you know, really gets in your face. You know it's like if if you really hated someone, you know you might plot things like this, but a lot of these things if if you're an american you you wouldn't even think about uh they hatch cockatrice eggs um or adders these are snakes it's very venomous um and so there the whole thing you know when you look at the back the back part of this when we look at this we see that in the Latin calcatrix when we talk about the cockatrice we have it you know the the meaning in the Latin is to tread and that gives you the implication that These things, you know, are not going to be nice. You know, this is not nice talking. This is a prophet telling, describing the character. And I really do think that Kyle and Delish, along with Albert Barnes, both, you know, hit the nail on the head here. Hatch cockatrice eggs, meaning to tread. Now, that isn't good. Someone wants to tread you under. Weave a spider's web. Why would you weave a web to catch people? Why does a spider weave a web to catch food? And so there are people today. I mean, we can find them in America. You know, J- the J Sixers, let's use that. Nancy Pelosi came out and denied that she ever talked to. Uh, the guy that was in charge of security up there and everything, he said he talked to her several times during the night. She denied it. But they hatched a plot. They wove a spider's web to catch the J-Sexers. And they had a lot of FBI there, and these were the people that were leading the charge to go into the place, and so they would violate you know they got in trouble and so they spun the whole narrative and th- this has actually happened we have now people that weren't even there that were charged uh, you know what what was it 21 or 22 years and they didn't e- they weren't even there and this is the kind of thing that happens in a society israel was accused of this Many nations have been this way, and in America, we are like this, and we have a Congress that is like this, and we have some of these people that have been up there forever, and they seem to think that they can do anything they want and get away with it, and so far they have, and they've been there a long time, and they've made millions and that's that's the government we have. It's not of the people, by the people, for the people. This is for those who are in power and those who support them. So when we look at this, we're not just looking at Israel. We take a scope and we look around this. China does the same thing. So does Russia. So does North Korea. A lot of these nations put together webs their own political web and their goals, and their their goal is to catch nations to catch, you know, what they're what they're after. So at any rate, he that eateth of their eggs dieth. Well, you know, the thing of it is, is this whole thing is poison, and so when you look at it, like Kyle and Delish points to it. They say the worthlessness and deceptive character of their works. And this is the point. The point is, there are people that the prophet is pointing to concerning the nation of Judah. Now see, um, The northern tribes didn't fare any better because by the time Judah was carried away captive, the other tribes had already been taken down. But they never came back in the land. Now, some of the Jews will tell you that they're there. uh, But, uh, you know, Judah only consisted of Benjamin and Judah. And those were the tribes. And, of course, um, you have... Those that took care of the law and the tabernacle and everything, they were there by flesh. And so these were the Levitical priests and everybody that took care of the temple. But... I like, I, I like the directive on this. I mean, how they look at it. And even Colin DeLeish acknowledges that <clears throat> the way the prophet wrote this, it was designed to show the evil nature and tendency of their works. And they said they were as if they should carefully nourish the eggs of a venomous serpent. Instead of crushing them with the foot and destroying them, they took pains to hash them and produce a venomous race of reptiles. And, you know, I mean, if you came across a snake's den and, and you saw a bunch of venomous eggs, you know, the, the, the reptiles were coming out of them. And each one of those little babies have uh, the ability to bite you and kill you, you know, right from birth. And so you have all these eggs. So instead of stepping on them to stop them, you know, you're you're keeping them alive. You know, as soon as they begin hatching, you, you put food down there, live food. Something that they would like. And so that's what the prophet is describing. The wicked character and plans. Now see, Albert Barnes has a tendency in a lot of this just to put the sinners in here. And uh, and he comes from more of a Christian perspective. Now, Kyle and Delish, of course, are Jewish. And, and they're well known, you know, uh, in a lot of the stuff that they do. Or have done, let's put it that way, because they did it some time ago. And so... Now, in Isaiah 14, 28-29, now this is in the year that King Ahaz died. Isaiah 14, of course, this is the prophet. Rejoice not thou, whole Palestina, because the rod of him that smote thee is broken. For out of the serpent's root shall come forth the cockatrice, and his fruit shall be a fiery flying serpent. Now see, Isaiah is using that again. And I put these in here to show you that, you know, we're describing evil. We're describing, you know, the corruption. We're describing what they're doing. And the rod of him that smote you is broken. And that would refer to the the nation that attacked them. But it says, for out of the serpent's root shall come forth a cockatrice and his fruit shall be a a fiery flying serpent. So you're going to, you know, in other words, they might have died or didn't get done everything they should have done. But yet you're going to turn around and, you know, there's going to be some more fruit that'll be produced. uh, Just like the one that died. In Proverbs 20, 30 through 33. Now see, you find this stuff, you know, throughout. And when you get into the apostles, you know, they will tell you what the wickedness is. You know, you can get into Galatians, you can get into Ephesians, you know, they'll also tell you the good. You know. And this represents the battle of light and darkness. That's why if we're Christians, First uh, John 1 says if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we don't go around biting like a serpent. We're not stinging like adders or vipers. We're not out there to, you know... Destroy people. We're out there to build them up, out to save them. Now, see, this is what the church has to remember. But see, within the church, you find jealousy. Within the church, especially when you get in the higher, ar- ar- uh, higher, article, uh, higher hi- article, higher Orc- article, higher Orc- article of of. Uh, like the priests and stuff or, and, and get away from the priests. You, you can just look at uh, some of these modern, like, you know, any, any of them, the assemblies of God, the Baptists, and all of them. And, and you happen to be a minister there. There is that um, political, there is that fleshly jealousy that erupts, you know, because we're humans. We're not perfect. So you, in regular conversations, you can run into this and you know, I was at a big conference many, many years ago. And I <clears throat> i was, uh, I don't think I was in the ministry yet. But, it, it, no, I wasn't. It was a men's retreat. And we were in a particular town that's known for um, relaxing, swimming, fishing, and things like that. And right in the middle of of the hallway, we came out of the meeting room, and there's a big hallway, and there's other meeting rooms. Well, these people had put, you know, the ones in the hotel had put a bunch of Baptists in one part and the Assembly of God in the other. Well, the problem you got is the Baptists aren't full gospel, Uh, you know, they don't believe like the Assemblies of God do and so you had and I knew the pastors that got into it, the one and boy they were and they were old saints they had been around for a while, they were up there and they were arguing and I can't even remember what they were arguing but the whole hotel found out and see you have that, that, that's in the flesh and you, and you argue and see if you don't stop that it doesn't do any good to argue in the first place. Now, of course, there's a lot of people that like to debate. Well, a debate is one thing. But see, we're dealing with things here that describes the attitude of the people in charge. And whenever you start talking about cockatrice, vipers, adders, poisonous steaks, you know, and uh, spider webs, that's stuff that, uh, you know... I'm not really interested in. I don't want to be around people like that. I don't want to be in a nation that's like that. You know, if you get over in Kim Jong-un's neck of the woods and you say you're a Christian and you start walking around, you're going to find yourself in trouble with him. Uh, same thing in, in, uh, when you get over in China. And in Russia, you know, they have the Russian Orthodox Church. Now, Russia has even persecuted Christians You know, a long time ago, if you didn't belong to the Russian Orthodox Church, you were persecuted. Matter of fact, there's this woman that that we came across that had survived all that because her family had taken, her dad had taken the entire family and moved way up north where it was cold and nobody could survive. Well, they did survive. But uh, they went north where nobody lived because Russia... You know, there was an intense persecution. Not against the Russian Orthodox, but if you were another denomination. So these are the kind of things that happen. And, and in America, you know, Joe Biden and a lot of the Democrats, Pelosi, Schumer, a lot of them target, uh, you know, the J 6ers. And, you know, they target Christians. And uh, yet they keep the border open, which is dangerous. And they allow millions of illegals to come in that nobody knows who they are. Well, we recently got got a tape in of a guy that spends time doing this, finding out what's coming in. And he actually met a Chinese regular, that was going up north to go into America, only he was more of the uh, the spy type. He was a little more than just a regular soldier, for sure. And, uh, you know, they have a certain way to come in, and they're coming in up there. So, um, uh, you know, and, and what I'm getting at here is, this is the thing that we see. And so we're going through these verses to help you understand... You know what the prophet is talking about. It, you know, it, it's pretty bad. Now, in Proverbs 23, 30 through 33, they that tarry long at the wine, they that go to seek mixed wine, look not thou upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth its color in the cup, when it moveth itself aright. At the last it bites like a serpent and stingeth like an adder. You know, this sounds like real strong, uh, real strong, high vintage um, wine. And it might even be spiked with something. And so he likens that drink to how a snake would bite <laughs> or a viper. I mean, and that, you know, that seems extreme to me, you know, I mean, uh, of course I don't like a shot of whiskey. You know, I like to cook with liquors, but I haven't done that in years. But, uh, you know, and and it says, "Thine eyes shall behold strange women, and thy heart shall utter perverse things." So, what's that wine doing when you have, when you tarry? And one of the things they like to use is when they tarry long at the wine. In other words, you go into the bar, you don't have one drink, you have a lot of drinks, and you see that woman down at the end of the bar. When you have one drink, she don't look very good, but by the time you get to about the fourth or fifth she looks better, and by the time you've had too much, she looks like wow. You know, it's it's the same thing when you drive. Alcohol does that, and so that's how they describe that. You know, and and so the whole warning here is there's certain things you do and certain things you don't. You don't tarry long in the wine, because what happens if you get in the wrong company, you're going to get in trouble. Uh, Matthew three six through eight. And uh, this is John baptizing, this is verse 6 of Matthew. And were baptized of him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said to them, O generation of vipers, who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits, meat for repentance. This, now see, John knew what these Pharisees and Sadducees were like. Now, when the Lord came along, he took the Pharisees and Sadducees to task, you know, and he even called them, you know, you're you're of your father, the devil. I mean, the Lord, and if you get into uh, John chapter eight, I think it is. <clears throat> At any rate, there's a lot of places you can find where, um when the Pharisees, Sadducees, and even others tried to trick the Lord, I mean, he would hammer them down, telling them what they're like. So, you have John baptizing because God sent him. And the Lord comes, and these people are the rulers, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And, you know, they've been doing this the same. You know, it's their temple. All the people, you know, watch what they say around them. They have the power to kick them out of the temple. And so these Pharisees and Sadducees have great respect. Actually, it's, you know, it's better to get along with them than make them mad because they can kick you out. And and for a Jew to be kicked out of the temple, that just wouldn't do. So they ruled the roost that way. And they tried to rule the Lord, but it didn't work. And so they, these are the things you know that the prophet is talking about. Uh, Matthew twelve thirty three through thirty seven. Either make the tree good, and its and its fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt, and its fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by its fruit. O generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. Now this is the Lord here speaking. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. That's also when you're walking by faith, if you trust the Lord, you got to say so. you got to speak it. And, you know, if if you're waiting for a miracle, you got to speak the miracle. you got to believe this stuff. <coughs> but it's about who you are, not just, well, you know, I'm a Jew or I'm a Pharisee, I'm a Sadducee or I believe in Jesus, but uh, I'm really nobody. You know, I'm just a local tax man over here, but I believe he is who he says he is. You know, the Lord even went to... <clears throat> the woman at the well and uh, she was of the kind that the Jews wouldn't have anything to do and yet uh, he asked for water. He says, why would you ask water of me? You know, and uh, he said if you knew who it is that asked you I would have given you living water. Well, that's interesting. Living water. See and and this is totally different things. The Jews were totally taken off guard by the Lord they and they missed who he was from the get-go. And see the thing of it is if you're waiting for a Messiah that's exactly what he's going to be like. He is not going to be like the way everybody else is. He is going to be like what the Father wanted. And so remember this There's a lot of deception coming. And so, you know, one of the signs of the Lord's coming is in the clouds with the armies of heaven. He's not coming in the clouds with spaceships. Okay? You know, you see some guy get out of a spaceship and he's all dressed up like Jesus Christ and says, I'm Jesus Christ. That guy ain't Jesus Christ. Run the other way. And if he says he comes out of the middle of the world somewhere, you know, in some part of the world. And I've traced down a bunch of these guys. I've been doing this for for a long time. And I, I made it a habit. When I find someone that says they're Jesus Christ, I go look them up. I found them in Florida. I found them in Australia. I found him in Russia. And another one came out of South America who lived in Florida. So there's actually two in Florida. See, but this is what you're going to be facing. You're going into a tribulation type thing. And it's not going to happen tomorrow. But even today, there's going to be a lot of deception. And you need to pay attention. You need to pay attention for your kids' sake. And... I like John says what are you watching you Pharisees and Sadducees you don't have nothing to do around here you can't come to me to be baptized because I know what you're like you need to repent first and show me you're worthy of being baptized baptism doesn't save you it fulfills all righteousness and just because you're a Pharisee You don't get any special rewards in heaven. You must be born again by the Spirit of God. John 3. You must receive the Lord. John chapter 1. You must walk in the light as He is in the light. 1 John 1. There's a lot of these kind of scriptures out there. And they're all roadmaps for you to discern who is good and who is evil. Because what we're talking about, you know, we're talking about people that will throw traps out there. Just like a spider web. And they will set the thing just like Pelosi did on the J6ers. Now she can deny it all she wants, but we know what she did. But see, because of the the way America is run now, you got a lot of corrupt people. They may claim to be Americans, but they're not. Matter of fact, the Americans are the ones that challenged it. They're the ones that said that you were lying, and they denied it. And they were actually led in. To where they got in trouble at, and when I first seen what what they were going to be doing there before anything happened, when I the the first word I heard that Trump was going in into D.C. during this, I I I told Tower that's a trap. They need to stay out of there. And I was right, and I was right because the Spirit of the Lord directs me in these things. But see, this is what you got to watch out for. So we're in this. Now we're in Isaiah 59.6. <laughs> so these are the people now. He takes it up where uh, they've got, you know, uh, spiders have silk. There are spiders that weave silk. They, they spin it out. And people take that and they make stuff out of it. And so he's picking this up and he says their webs shall not become garments, you know, some instead of making garments, neither shall they cover themselves with their works. And and of course, this is what you have to understand. God is not going to be intimidated by you at all. And he's not going to lie for you. And you could very well stand before God naked. Now you see, the righteousness of the saints, when you see them in Revelation dressed in white, that designates their righteousness. They're not naked before God. But see, when you die, your body's going to be put in a grave, you know, maybe had it cremated, whatever. But your spirit's going to be alive. Now, see, Paul told the Christians that, you know, to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. Well, see, if you're not a Christian and you're absent from the body, you're going to be in another place. Sheol, the place of the dead, hell. And you'll be kept there until you stand before God on the day of judgment. And from there, you'll go into the lake of fire. Period. God God doesn't put up with it. I mean, this is the way it is. I didn't make it. He made it. But see, these people, in other words, the point here is, these people who are connected to the original ones will continue to weave deceit. And, And what this equals is death. See, and, and he says here, they neither shall they cover themselves with their works. Now see, like I said, when you die, your works are going to follow you. And the righteous will be covered by their works. This is, this, and, and by their faith. And they're going to be, because you're going to be judged by your by your works. And saying you're a Christian, And treating people terrible. Yeah, you're going to have problems. Now you can ask the Lord to forgive you. Because Christians aren't perfect. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about real deceit here. Real wickedness. And because it means, it's connected to weaving. It means it takes a little work. So this is not just simple sins. This is not like you cussed or or like you said something wrong or maybe you lied one time. This is deceit that is workable. They continue to work it. They don't have to practice at it because they know it and it's part of them. Just like if you're a murderer, you know, it doesn't mean you... (laughs) A murderer is someone who has shot more than one. You committed a murder or you're a murderer. You know, well, I stole one thing as a kid. You're not a stealer. You, you just did something wrong as a kid. But there are people in America today that practice every day stealing stuff by the bucket load out of stores in L.A., San Francisco... And in New York, I don't think New York has the problems that California does because the governors let that go, but see this is when we're talking weaving deceit and the death of it, you know you're you, and especially being covered they won't cover themselves with their works and see the whole effort of the Jews and going to the temple, you know <coughs> they're supposed to be covering their- <laughs> Their works are part of their righteousness. But see, that was under the old covenant. In the new covenant, for by grace through faith are you saved, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works. For by the works of the law shall no man be justified. And they're going to be just rewarded according to the fruits of their evil or the fruits of your righteousness. And it says the act of violence is in their hands. They really committed it. And that's their fruit. Their fruit is violence. Their fruit is lying. Their fruit is cheating. Well, what do you do for a living? I'm a thief. Well, you're a stealer. You know, they're not going to get anything. Or people that maketh a lie. Liars and cheaters and thieves. I mean, there's a whole list of them. Paul went through them. You can read the works of the flesh in Galatians and the, works of the, uh, and the fruits of the Spirit. And you, you have to decide, well, this is what I'm going to do. Well, see, Christ, because he died for you, gave you the power to walk in righteousness. And I challenge the church and I challenge you, Christian, you do not have to do those things. You can be righteous. You can walk in a righteous manner. You can be righteous. You can believe in miracles. And see, that's another thing. The church needs to start believing in miracles. I mean, true, honest-to-God miracles. Because there comes a time you're not going to be able... Man is not going to help you. God will. So you need to tap into the miracle-working power of God. And you need to believe. And you need to listen to the Spirit of God because if the Spirit of God tells you to get out of there, get out of there. There's nothing in the Bible that tells you to stay there and get murdered or killed. But if the Spirit of God tells you to get out of there, you get out of there. And if you call on the Lord and seek Him, there's angels right there with you. You're never alone with the Lord. He knows where you're at at all times. He knows when you're lying. He knows when you're awake. Let's move on lest I preach the whole thing on that. Now, here's Revelation 3:14 through 19. This is about blind to the truth of your condition. Revelation
1: what?
0: 3:14 through 19. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans. Now, by saying Laodiceans, you, you should know what I'm talking about. So, under the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, these things saith the Amen. In other words, he has the final say-so. The faithful and true witness, he never lies, and he was faithful to his Father. And the beginning of the creation of God, that means he was in the beginning, and he created things. By him, was all everything made and without him was not anything made that was made Yahshua is known as the resurrection and the life as well he's known by a lot of other handles I know thy works he's speaking to the Laodicean church that thou art neither cold nor hot now that that would be easy to be matter of fact I call the Laodicean church um, the religion of America We have a lot of Laodiceans in America. That doesn't mean they're all like that. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that you were cold or hot, one or the other. But you're lukewarm. So then, because you're lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. Now, you see, they're caught up in riches and increased goods. They've been blessed. They've been living in America all their lives. They go to a church, but there's no holiness. Well, let me read the scripture. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. That sounds like America. really does. Because... That's the way Americans are. They have been blessed. Our forefathers, back at the beginning of this country, they made a pact with God. And some of those were the pilgrims who came here and knelt on that beach once they arrived. And they prayed for God's blessing on this land. Now That doesn't mean everybody's going to be perfect. But you see... We've turned away from that. We've turned away from even recognizing God. And he says, because you say I'm rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. Well, let's see, you got a big house, a big car, two cars, you got a business that goes real good, you have plenty in the bank, you have a doctor, you have a lawyer, you know, you have a bank account, you're you know, you're not sick because you work out, your kids are doing good, they go to some of the finest schools. So you have everything. Matter of fact, you got so much money, you don't even know what to do with it all. Now on the other hand, there's people in America that don't have anything. And there's preachers out there today that'll preach the truth. And they have a website or a way to get things out, but they're not charging you an arm and a leg. Matter of fact, most of them, I've known home mission pastors that managed to get enough to live on, but they weren't rich. Your riches are found in Christ. And so you're rich, increased with goods. You don't have a need of anything in America. And, and folks, really, have need of nothing is one of the bywords in America. Now, except when you get back to the 30s and the Great Depression, you get in World War I, World War II, the Korean War, you get back in my generation, Towers' generation of the 60s. And, you know, I was in the service in the 60s. So Vietnam is very, very clear to me. So not all Americans have need of nothing. That, In other words, you're so well supplied, you have everything. There are people that aren't like that. Even now. And, it's, and it says, No, it's not that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. See, that is not what you're trying to build up. Now, if you have a job, and you're doing really good, and you have good money, then give it to missions. Give it to some, you know, and you can leave some to live on. It's, you know, the riches, it's when you love those riches. But see there's a lot of Christians around the world that have nothing. They don't have food, clothing, shelter. They're they're chased out. We cover this every Wednesday. Tower and I. We tell you on those Wednesday broadcasts where we get some where we get the information who you can donate to to help people. We don't get paid for doing that. We do that out of the love that God put in us. We don't charge for it. We cover the persecuted church because we love the persecuted church and we love the church. I counsel thee to buy me of gold tried in fire. By the way, that's persecution. That thou mayest be rich in white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. Anoint thy eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. I like that. He said, uh, anoint your eyes. Put something on your eyes to help you see. Maybe that'll help. He said that thou mayest see. You know, because you can't see that, that you're wretched, poor, blind, and naked. So he's going to send you through the fire. And when you go through the fire, you become gold that's been tried in the fire. And by going through that, you'll be rich in God and you will walk in white raiment, which is the righteousness of the saints. See, that's that's the Laodicean church. Now, is it any wonder that as I go through this, America, as far as I'm concerned, now there's a lot of different types of churches, don't get me wrong, but The Laodicean Church and the instructions best fit America. Unfortunately. And right now, America is being judged. And right now, America is being overrun with people that want your house. They want what you have. And they're tired of doing without. And so they're coming up here. But it's at the wrong time. Because judgment is going to hit. It's not. America is not like it used to be. So as many as I love. I rebuke and chasten, and be zealous therefore and repent. That's what God does. I rebuke and chasten. I love you, but I need to rebuke you and chasten you. you know, like a dad does his child. Spank them a little bit when they do wrong. So stick in there. Seek the Lord. And don't be lukewarm. Be hot for the Lord. This is the time to do it. Be on fire for God. See, we're over here, Romans 4. The fourth chapter of Romans, 2 through 8. Now this is imputing righteousness. Now we're doing this because we're talking about the webs that you spin. We're talking about how the church and how society has been wicked. Their characters are worthlessness and deceptive. Now, not everybody, but there are people like that. Society is like that. So we're looking at scriptures Like we did on the Laodicean church. We don't want to spin the wickedness of the Laodiceans. We don't want to put out the fruits of the Laodiceans. So, Romans 4 2 through 8. For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to the glory, but not before God. For what saith Scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. He wasn't justified by the works of the law. Abraham was justified by faith because he believed. So when we talk about being justified by God's grace through faith, Abraham was the first one. And so that's where we need to be. So, you know, when you really talk about being connected to Abraham, you know, the Jews today are try to be justified through the works of the law and the Torah and all the rest of that. But the real justification comes through faith. Even Paul said that. So Abraham believed God and it was accounted him for righteousness. to him that worketh is a reward not reckoned of grace but of debt. So the more you work, you know, you're still going to have to work more. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. That's why Christians are justified by faith. Even as David also describes the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works, saying, Blessed are they whose sins are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. so we look at this romans three twenty through twenty two therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin, but now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested being witnessed by the law and the prophets even the righteousness of god which is by faith of jesus christ unto all and upon all them that believe for there's no difference now see that is how we are saved through christ now the thing i like about habakkuk in this last little section Habakkuk 1 2 through 4. The first thing he says, O Lord, how long shall I cry and you will not hear? I even cry unto thee of violence and you will not hear. Why do you show me iniquity and cause me to behold grievance? For spoiling and violence are before me and there are that raise up strife and contention. Therefore the law is slack, judgment does never go forth, for the wicked does compass about the righteous. Therefore, wrong judgment proceedeth. Now, he's talking of the way things were at the current time. Habakkuk is is a great book for you to get into. And in the last chapter of that book, in the last portion of it, is the bottom line faith of Habakkuk. And so today, as we look at everything, you know, there is a way God expects us to walk. And so we find it in Isaiah. We find how Isaiah was talking about those who were unrighteous and what they were doing. Father, we thank you for this word. We bless this word to to those who hear this word whenever they do. Help them to understand, Lord. Guide their steps, direct their hearts, and direct their lips. Direct their faith into a deeper walk with you. And keep their families and them safe. Keep them from trouble. Keep them from the evil. Make a way for them and bless them, Lord. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from this prayer time from this study time, from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and the listening to this word of God, I bind you, Satan, in Jesus' name. And I release a blessing on those who hear these words. And I release understanding in Jesus' name that they will understand. And may they come to repentance. May they know you and find a home with you When it's time to come to you at the end of days. In Jesus name, amen. Amen. Okay, Tower.
1: You know, little did Isaiah know that he would be prophesying to future generations and countries. Yeah. Because this sounds like America. It does. And probably some other countries around the world as well.
0: Yep. And you know, that's the amazing part. It is.
1: God's word was for yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It's forever. That's right. It's true and living.
0: So it's time to say goodbye. Okay, well
1: good night, everybody. Thank you for joining whenever you do joining us whenever you do. We love you and we thank you for being here. It's always our pleasure to have you with us and we pray for you and always hope the best. And stay safe and look to the Lord in all your situations, in your good times and your bad times. He's with you every day. And please pray for us and your brothers around the world. And thank you for all you do for the, for the Lord. Good night, everybody.
0: Don't forget to go to our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Listen to the shows, read the articles. You can always contact us through our contact page. Until next time, be safe. Look to the Lord. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warn Radio. Judy was
1: boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa.